The Third Book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto, translated by Sir John Harrington. Book Three. The Argument. Fair Bradamant was fallen in Merlin's cave. Melissa meets her there, her ancient friend. And there to her she perfect notice gave of such brave men as should from her descend. She told her where she should Rogero have, whom old Atlanta had in prison penned, and from Brunello how to take the ring that unto liberty her dear might bring. Oh, that my head were so well stored with skill of such a noble subject fit to treat! Oh, that my wits were equal to my will to frame a phrase fit for so high conceit! Ye muses that do hold the sacred hill, inspire my heart with flame of learned heat while i presume in base and lowly verse the names of glorious princes to rehearse such princes as excel all princes far in all the gifts of body and of mind temperate in peace victorious eke in war themselves most noble come of noble kind and such except my guest to greatly err as are by heaven's eternal doom assigned in wealth in fame in rule and in prosperity, to live themselves, their children, and posterity. Nor can I now their several acts most rare achieved by every one of them recite. No, though my verse with Virgil's might compare, or I as well as Homer could indite. With their great praise, great volumes fill it are, with large discourse by them that stories write. I only mean to show what was foreshown, long ere their persons or their deeds were known. But first, of Pinabel a word to speak, who, as you heard, with traitorous intent the bonds of all humanity did break, for which ere long himself was after shent. Thus, while base minds their wrongs do basely wreak, they do that once that often they repent, and curse that time a thousand times too late when they pursued their unrevenged hate. With fainting heart, for sin is full of fear, by stealing steps from hence he doth depart, and as he goes, he prieth here and there. His fearful look bewrays his guilty heart, nor yet his dread doth move him to forbear to heap more sin upon this ill desart. Appalled with fear, but touched with no remorse, supposing she was slain, he takes her horse. But let him go until another time, for I do mean hereafter you shall hear how he was dealt with when his double crime in secret wrought most open did appear. Now unto Bradamant I bend my rhyme, who with her fall was yet of heavy cheer, and had been taught a gamble for the nonce to give her death and burial at once. Now, when she came unto herself again, and had recovered memory and sense, she gets her on her feet, although with pain, in mind to seek some way to get for thence. When, lo, before her face she seeth plain a stately portal built with great expense, and next behind the same she might descry a larger room, and fairer to the eye. This was a church most solemn and devout that stands on marble pillars small and round and raised by art on arches all about that made each voice to yield a double sound a lightsome lamp that never goeth out did burn on altar standing in the ground that though the rooms were large and wide in space the lamp did serve to lighten all the place 
the noble damsel full of reverent fear when as herself in sacred place she sees as one that still a godly mind did bear begins to pray to him upon her knees whose holy side was pierced with cruel spear and who to save our lives his own did lease and while she stays devoutly at her prayer the sage melissa doth to her repair her gown ungirt her hair about her head much like a priest or prophetess arrayed and in her book a little while she read and after thus unto the damsel said o thou by god's appointment hither led o bradamant most wise and worthy maid i long have looked here for this thy coming foretold thereof by prophet merlin's cunning here is the tomb that merlin erst did make by force of secret skill and hidden art in which sometimes the lady of the lake that with her beauty had bewitched his heart did make him enter fondly for her sake from whence he never after could depart and he was by a woman overreached that unto others prophesied and preached his carcass dead within this stone is bound but with dead corpse the living soul doth dwell and shall until it hear the trumpet sound that brings reward of doing ill or well his voice doth live and answer and expound and things both present past and future tell resolving men of every doubtful case that for his counsel come unto this place about a month or little more or less it is since i repaired to merlin's grave of him about the study i profess some precepts and instructions to have and for i willing was i must confess to meet you at your coming to this cave for which he did prefix this certain day this moved me of purpose here to stay duke ammon's daughter silent stands and still the while the wise melissa to her spake astonished at this unusual skill and doubting if she were asleep or wake a modest shame with grace her eyes doth fill with which downcast this answer she doth make alas what good or merit is in me that prophets should my coming so foresee and glad of this adventure unexpected she followeth her guide with great delight and straight she saw the stately tomb erected of marble pure that held his bones and sprite and that which one would little have suspected the very marble was so clear and bright that though the sun no light unto it gave the tomb itself did lighten all the cave for whether be the nature of some stone a darksome place with lightsomeness to fill or were it done by magic art alone or else by help of mathematic skill to make transparencies to meet in one and so convey the sunbeams where you will but sure it was most curious to behold set forth with carved works and gilt with gold now when the damsel was approached nigher to this strange tomb where merlin's bones were placed forth of the stones that shine like flaming fire his lively voice such speeches out doth cast let fortune ever favor thy desire o bradamant thou noble maid and chaste from out whose womb an issue shall proceed that all the world in glory shall exceed the noble blood that came of ancient troy by two clear springs in thee together mixed shall breed the flower the jewel and the joy of all on whom the sun his beams hath fixed twixt those that heat and those that cold annoy 
from tage to ind danube and nile betwixt emperors and kings and dukes and lords for a of this thy lineage carry shall the sway and many a captain brave and worthy knight shall issue from this stock that shall restore by warlike feats the glory shining bright that italy possessed heretofore and magistrates to maintain peace and right as numa and augustus did before to cherish virtue vice so to assuage as shall to us bring back the golden age wherefore sith god hath by predestination appointed thee to be rogero's wife and means to bless thine heirs and generation with all the graces granted in this life persist thou firm in thy determination and stoutly overcome each storm of strife and work his worthy punishment and pain that doth thy life's delight from thee detain this said the prophet merlin holds his peace and gives melissa time to work her will who when she did perceive the voice to cease she purposeth by practice of her skill to show the damsel part of that increase that should with fame the world hereafter fill and for this purpose she did then assemble a troop of sprites their persons to resemble who straight by words of secret virtue bound in numbers great unto the cave repair of whence i know not whether underground or else of those that wander in the air then thrice she draws about a circle round and thrice she hallows it with secret prayer then opens she a triple clasped book and softly whispering in it she doth look this done she takes the damsel by the hand exhorting her she should not be afraid and in a circle causeth her to stand and for her more security and aid and as it were for more assured band upon her head some characters she laid then having done her due and solemn rites she doth begin to call upon the sprites behold a crew of them come rushing in in sundry shapes with persons great and tall and now they filled all the room within so readily they came unto her call when radamant to fear did straight begin her heart was cold her color waxed pall but yet the circle kept her like a wall so that she needed not to fear at all howbeit melissa caused them begone from thence unto the next adjoining cave and thence to come before them one by one the better notice of their names to have that more at leisure they may talk thereon when as occasion so may seem to crave although quoth she this short time cannot serve to speak of every one as they deserve lo here the first thy first begotten son that bears thy favor and his father's name by whom the lombards shall in fight be won to desiderius their king's great shame who shall at pontier make the streams to run with blood in fields adjoining to the same and shall revenge the deeds and minds unpure of such as did his father's fall procure and for this noble act among the rest the emperor shall give him in reward the honors great of caelion and est by which his family shall be preferred the next umberto is whose valiant breast shall be unto the holy church a guard defending it with valiant heart and hand to the honor of the arms and land alberto 
he is named that third comes in, whose triumphs are most famous everywhere. Then his son Hugo, that did Milan win, and for his crest two vipers used to bear. Next Atso is, and next to him of kin that erst of Lombardy the crown shall wear. Then Albert Tasso, by whose means are one the Berengers, both father and the son. To him shall Othon's favor so incline, he shall in marriage give to him his daughter. Now Hugo comes again, O oh, happy line, and happy man that saved so great a slaughter. When at Christ's vicar's rule Rome did repine, he daunteth them, and so restored them after. The which, by wit, without the dint of sword, he shall effect in Othon's time the third. Now Folco comes, that to his brothers gave his land in Italy, which was not small, and dwelt in Almany his land to save of Sansony, that unto him did fall, a dukedom great that did with castles brave accrue to him for want of issue mail. By him that noble house is held and cherished, that but for him would be extinct and perished. Then cometh Atso that misliketh war, but yet his sons Berthold and Albertas with second Henry shall be still at jar and bring the Dutchmen to a woeful pass. Next young Rinaldo, shining like a star, shall be unto the church a wall of brass and work the utter overthrow and loss of wicked Frederick, named Barbaros. Behold, another Atso shall possess Verona with a stately territory, of Othon and Honorius no less shall be a marquis made to his great glory. It would be long their names all to express that shall protect the sacred consistory, and in most valorous and martial manner display and eke defend the church's banner. Obiso next, and Folco you may view, with Henry's too, the father and the son, both Guelphs that fruitful Umbria shall subdue, and keep the dukedom there by conquest won. Behold him that the good state doth renew of Italy that late was quite undone, called Atso fifth, that bravely overthrew the cruel Esselino and him slew. That cruel Esselino that was thought to have been gotten by some wicked devil, that never any goodness had been taught, but sold his soul to sin and doing evil, comparing with the cruel acts he wrought, fierce Nero were but mild, and Scylla civil. Beside this Atso shall in time to come the power of second Frederick overcome, and then he shall his brother Albandrine unto the Florentines for money gauge, and Othon with the faction Ghibelline he shall suppress amid the furious rage, and raise the church, nor letting it decline, but spending to defend it all his age, for which good service he shall justly merit the dukedom of Ferrara to inherit. Next him Rinaldo now ensueth, whose lot shall be at Naples to be made away. A death his virtuous deeds deserved not, but woe to them that guiltless blood betray. Now followeth a worthy crew and not, whose acts alone to tell would spend a day. Obiso, Nicholas, and Albandrine, whose noble deeds shall honor much their line. Then Nicholas is he that next ensueth, that ruled in tender years both near and far, that finds and eke revengeth their untruth that sought his state by civil strife to mar. The sports 
and exercises of his youth are blows and fights and dangers great and war which makes that heir to manly state he came for martial deeds he gets the only name lo lionel the glory of his age maintaining peace and quiet all his time and keeping that with ease by wisdom sage to which some others by much pain do climb that fettered fury and rebuked rage that locks up mars in walls of stone and lime that all his wit his care and travel bent to make his subjects live in state content now hercules comes and hercules indeed whose deeds shall merit ever during fame that by his pains his country's ease shall breed and put his enemies to flight and shame sharp to devise to execute with speed both stout to tempt and patient to the same no prince shall ever rule his country better no prince had ever country more his debtor not only that he shall their moorish grounds by great expense to pasture firm reduce not that the town with wall environ round and store with things behooveful to their use not that when war in each place shall abound he shall maintain them peaceable in truce not that he shall according to their asking disburden them of payments and of tasking but that he shall more and above all these leave them behind him such a worthy race as search within the circuit of the seas you shall not find two to supply their place so shall the one the other strive to please so shall the one the other's love embrace as may for loving brotherly regard with castor and with pollux be compared the elder of these two alfonso hight the next of them hippolyto we call both passing stout and valiant in fight both passing wise and provident withal and both in due defence of country's right shall seem a bulwark and a brazen wall they both shall have of enemies good store they both shall still subdue them evermore their mother the church if i may a mother name one more like progne and medea fell unto her endless infamy and shame against her son alfonso shall rebel and join with venice force for this to blame though for the same ere long they paid full well for those they thought to hurt they did this good to make the ground more fruitful with their blood not far for thence the spanish soldier hired by pastor's curse and in that pastor's pay that with a forcible assault aspired to take a fort and eke the captain slay but lo he comes and they perforce retired and have so short a pleasure of this prey scarce one of them in life is left abiding to carry notice of so heavy tiding his wit and valor shall him so advance to have the honor of romagna field where by his means under the force of france the pope and spaniards forced are to yield and there in christian blood o oh, fatal chance shall horses swim such number shall be killed nor shall not men enough alive remain to bury those that are in battle slain the while his brother under cardinal's cap shall cover nay shall show a prudent head hippolyto i mean who shall have hap with band of men but small yet wisely led to give to the venetian such a clap as few the like in stories have been read to take three times five galleys at one tide and barks and boats a thousand more beside 
Behold, two Sigismonds, both wise and grave, Alfonso next, whose fame is talked of rife, with his five sons, then Hercules, that shall have the king of France's daughter to his wife, that towards him herself shall so behave, shall make him live most happy all his life. Hippolito it is that now comes in, not least for praise and glory of his kin. Next, Francis named third, Alfonso's two, with many others worthy of renown, the which to name might find one work to do from Phoebus rising to his going down. Now, therefore, if you will consent thereto, I here will end and send the spirits down. To this the worthy damsel said not nay, and straight the spirits vanished all away. Then Bradamant, that all well market had, of whom herself should be the ancient mother, did say to learn she would be very glad what two those were that differed from the other that came with backward steps and looked so sad upon the good alfonso and his brother melissa sighs misliking that suggestion which put it in her heart to ask this question and then as in a trance these words she spake o thou more worthy son of worthy sire they are thy blood on them compassion take let grace assuage though justice kindle ire then unto Bradamant, as new awake, I must, said she, deny you this desire. I say no more, content you with the sweet. For you this sour morsel is not meat. Tomorrow, when the sun at break of day with light shall dim the light of every star, I mean myself to guide you on your way, so as I shall be sure you shall not err. The place whereas your love is forced to stay is from the salt seashore not very far, that were you passed a mile beyond this wood, the other way would easy be and good. Of this night's stay the damsel was content, and in the cave with her she doth remain, and most thereof in Merlin's tomb she spent, whose voice with talk did her still entertain, emboldening her to give her free consent to love where she should sure be loved again. Now gan the messenger of day to crow, when as her guide and she awaited go. The way they went was dark and unaccessible by secret vaults and hollows of the hill. To find it out had been a thing impossible, but with a guide of knowledge great and skill. At last they came unto a path more passable, by which they ceased not to ascend, until they quite had left the dark and loathsome place and saw the beams of Phoebus' cheerful face. And while that up this hill they slowly stalk, with pausing, panting oft, and taking wind, to make less weary seem their weary walk, Melissa still doth store of matter find. And now of this and then of that doth talk, but chiefly she the damsel puts in mind of her Rogero, how he had been trained into the prison where he now remained. Atlanta, that magician strange, is he that holdeth him, I trust, unto his cost. But had you palace strength or Mars, quoth she, and eke of armed men a mighty host, yet to attempt by force to set him free, your travel and your labor all were lost. Art must be won by art, and not by might. Force cannot free your well-beloved knight. For first the castle mounted is on high, impregnable with walls all over steeled and next the horse he rides 
hath wings to fly, and gallops in the air as in the field. And last he dazzleth every mortal eye by hidden force of his enchanted shield, with light whereof men's senses are so dazed, with sight thereof they fall down all amazed. In all the world one only mean hath been, And is yet still to work so rare a feat. A ring there is, Which from an Indian queen was stole some time, Of price and virtue great. This ring can make a man to go unseen, This ring can all enchantments quite defeat. King Agramant hath sent his secretary Unto Rogero this same ring to carry. Brunello is his name that hath the ring, Most lewd and false, but politic and wise, And put in trust especial by his king, With it Rogero's safety to devise, Which, sith I wish not he, but you should bring, To bind him to you by this enterprise, And for I would not have the Turk protect him, Because I know he greatly doth affect him, Do therefore this when you do meet this man, Whose marks I wish in memory you bear, his stature is two cubits and a span his head is long and gray and thin of hair his nose is short and flat his color wan with beetle brows eyes watery not with tear his beard grows on his face without all stint and to conclude his look is all a squint now when as you this comely man shall meet as sure you shall within a day or two you may with courteous words him seem to greet and tell him partly what you mean to do but speak not of the ring although you see it for so you may the matter all undo then he great courtesy to you will offer and straight his company to you will proffer but when into the castle you come nigh, Then see you set upon him on the way, And take away the ring, and make him die, Nor give him any time, Lest he convey the ring into his mouth, And so thereby out of your sight he vanish quite away. The worthy damsel marks her speeches well, And so the one the other bids farewell. Next day she happed Brunello to a spy, she knew him straight, she found him at her inn. She grows to question with him by and by, And he to lie doth by and by begin. And she dissembles too, and doth deny Her country stock and name, and sex and kin. Brunello pleasantly doth talk and tipple, Not knowing he did halt before a cripple. Now, when they almost broken had their fast, she marking more his fingers than his eyes, when much good talk between them two had passed, the most whereof were false and forged lies, behold, mine host came unto them in haste, and told them news that made them soon arise. But here I mean to make a little pause before I tell what was thereof the cause. End of Book Three